Well, for me, you know, uh, I had laryngitis the show before a break started. Braved it, braved through it, did it anyway. Then took the week off to recuperate. Supposed to go to Boston slash New York, but of course that didn't happen. Uh, boo. Yeah. And uh, Miss Tunner, you were out, what, packing planes? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the dealio. I was trying to get a couple of friends of mine that uh, of the younger generation that went out to uh, the world-famous Panama City Beach, Florida, uh, who are of the female persuasion, because it's always interesting to hear from that uh, point of view <laughs> what went on. But uh, <sighs> Vegas, uh, I was uh, there for my bachelor party, of course, from Thursday into, until Sunday. Uh, it was... First of all, let me say, when you first announce that you're going to have a bachelor party, specifically in Las Vegas, people are like, oh, dude, I'm so going to be there. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be amazing. And when it all started out, when I first started talking about it, we started planning it a while ago, it was like 30 dudes that were mm-hmm. planning on coming to Las Vegas. It was going to be crazy. And then, oh, it turned into like 20 guys. Uh, and then uh, on my way to Chicago, because I flew out of Chicago, like three other guys dropped out. So it ended up being a total of seven of us, which was cool. It was a, it was like the perfect amount of guys uh, to go and do everything. And people aren't complaining about, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um, our age definitely was uh, showing because we weren't uh, we weren't able to twenty four hour uh, a day kind of a thing. But uh, we got in on a Thursday, um, and Shannon told me that she was going to be in here. And I weren't you here? Were you waiting to be like I was going to call in? We were just sitting down to dinner in New York, New York, and I was like, well, I'm only half drunk, so I can probably call in and I won't drop the f bomb or anything. Uh, and I tried to call in, but nobody answered. I tried so hard, Brock. Well, what happened? What? I wanted to host Happy Hour. So why didn't you? Because no one else was on board. Well, Shannon was. She was the one that texted me. She she texted you, and then like, and then you started, and then you called her, and like she didn't pick up, and then she's like, "It's not going down." Ian called. It's just not happening. I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. You missed out. It was uh, it was magical. Uh, we uh, we ended up drinking a lot. We did the oblig- a lot of obligatory Vegas things. I walked about thirty thousand miles, uh, and I have the sores all over my feet to prove it. It wasn't as busy in Vegas as I thought it would be. Granted, the weekend before was uh, NASCAR, so the get her done population fortunately <laughs> had left. Uh, lots of uh, although I did see lots of fantastic mullets. I wish I should. I, oh, if I would have taken some of the pictures. Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, I lament not taking pictures of Malt. It's not a very good bachelor party, though, if you go down and the only sores you get are on your feet. <laughs> well, I started taking my penicillin early, buddy. <laughs> uh, no, I, he, here's the thing. Um, we did a couple obligatory things. Uh, number one, without getting too crass, um, here's the thing. We're, there's six dudes plus me. You're in Las Vegas. There's Fine, fine, uh, topless uh, drinking establishments in the city. It's your bachelor party. You're going to go. You know, regardless of what kind of dude you are. I always find it, and believe it, I know you guys probably don't believe me, but I always find it more interesting that when you go to a strip club to listen to what comes out of the strippers' mouths, because specifically in Vegas... They like lots of plastic surgery out there to the point where it's not attractive in the slightest. It's awful. Like, uh, you might as well have somebody bumping your face with elbows. Like, seriously, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Uh, but anyway, we, my favorite story from the night from, uh, from the specific, uh, scores in Las Vegas. Uh, last time I went out there it was the Spearmint Rhino, so we decided to change it up. Uh, they, all the strippers are always going to college somewhere. They're always working on, you know, they're, they're working on grad school in this, 
this lovely young lady sat down on my lap, and they were really aggressive. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to a strip club, but these were, like, super aggressive. Like, we weren't, we, you know, that you walk into the place, they're like, hi, guys, you want to start off with a bottle of booze that's, like, a billion dollars, and you, you know, you want to tip me so you can sit next, you know, we're like, what, screw that. We're going to go sit over here and then make our way to the stage or whatever. And they all came over, and they were, like, super aggressive. Like, as soon as like you tell one stripper no, they'd, another one would sit down. This girl got on my lap and was talking to me for like half an hour about, you know, how she flies out from Ohio. She's, you know, she's going to a private school and then she's working to get into grad school at Ohio State in psychology. And, you know, she flies out to Las Vegas once or twice a month to uh, to pay her bills and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, first of all, you, if, if that were the case, why wouldn't you just strip full time? You would make 10 times the amount of money as a stripper in Las Vegas than you would ever make as a psychologist, I would think. Because I, I would imagine those girls make a lot They're of money. They're going to droop sometime. <laughs> Even the best plastic surgery can uh, only keep them up so long. And when the thrill is gone, you need that degree to settle Well, she, she actually said something like that. So I was like, wow, touche. All right. So I'm like, so, uh, so you're going into grad school. I'm like, uh, I was humoring her. So I was like, uh, so what about the, the the GRE have you taken the GRE whatever she's like GRE oh yeah I got my GED all taken care of that's all set and I was like yeah really your your GED right huh yeah it didn't I told the other guys they're like yeah so what I'm like you guys not pay attention like you you catch the nuances there was lots of um, we left one of the guys at the strip club because he wanted to stay because there was something about naked twister I don't know oh wow (laughs) I wanted no part of that. So uh, back to the strip we went. One thing that really sucks, if you ever go out to Vegas, uh, don't ever rent a car. Because the one thing that's amazing is there's the only thing in Vegas that doesn't cost anything is parking, which is surprising because everything in Vegas costs so much money. For whoever says it's it's cheap to stay and eat in Vegas, no way in hell. It is one of the most expensive cities on the face of the planet. Uh having a car and trying to drive down the strip on a weekend night is like, you might as well shoot yourself in the face because it's uh, it's bad. By the way, 432-3893 is our phone number. I have more uh, NCG tickets to give away later on this evening. And uh, Impact Happy Hour, all one word. It's our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger if you have any words of words of uh, wisdom or condolences for me, being that I have less than a month to go. Uh, we did a lot of gambling while we were in Vegas. Uh, any table that I sat down on automatically went, like, dead cold. I'm a blackjack kind of guy. Really? Yeah. I, I actually like to play the slots. Do last time I went out there, when I took my buddy out there for his bouncer party, I did nothing but play slots, and I was win- it was unreal. Like, I would... I would win every single time. That's how we went to the strip club last mm-hmm. time. Was, And I, this time it was just money gone, money gone. I started playing blackjack. It was awful. Then my buddies that flew in from L.A. were playing craps and were making hand over fist and money. And I, you try to stand there and watch and understand how to play craps. It's unreal. It's like uh, they're like over, like there's so much going on I had no idea. Plus you're drunk, so you, you, you have no idea what's going on. I'd want a tuxedo and a baccarat table. <laughs> feel like James I, Bond. I only saw a couple backrat <laughs> tables actually, which I which surprises me. But obviously, the biggest were the um, the craps tables were huge, and then you look for the cheapest possible blackjack tables, which of are course. always super full. Was, so you can never ever get on those. I didn't. I I did not win anything. I never win anything. Uh, that wasn't good times. The big story was, um, as I said earlier, my buddy 
um, I used to be in a band called Studio Tone. We used to play around here fairly often. Um, a couple guys from the band actually came out. Dave, who used to used to be the drummer for Studio Tone, he lives in L.A. now. He flew up. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Gaylord Graham, who is uh, now in Chicago, came out as well. And uh, Dave makes a lot of money, like makes a lot of money, knows a lot of people. And on Saturday night, he knew the door guy at Jet, which is the uh, with the nightclub in the Mirage, I think. There's a billion nightclubs in Vegas, mm-hmm. and whatever. So he knew the night the uh, the guy at the door slipped him a substantial sum of money, and they whisked us away to uh, VIP land. So it was like us, and then one table to our left, and one table to our right, and it was. I don't know. I've never really been to like a nightclub before. That's not my thing. Imagine that. I'm not like a dancing kind of guy. Um, but it was, it was interesting, like sitting, they have you sitting up and then they have like, they have like bouncers all around the VIP area and then they have like your, you have to buy a bottle of fit or a, you know, a fifth or you buy a, you know, a bottle of Cristal, which is what everybody else was buying. Uh, or champagne or whatever. And, uh, nice to know the Chris style thing goes both ways and it's not just black people. <laughs> like MTV would try and have you believe. Uh, no, it was nothing. It was overcompensating white people is what it was. <laughs> uh, but the thing was, every time somebody buy a bottle of Cristal, it was like all the, 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 the women that worked at the place were very scantily dressed and they were way hotter than any of the chicks at scores, by the way. They'd come out with these like huge torch like, uh, firework sparkler things, and it was like they'd be going over by the curtains and stuff, and you'd see smoke start rolling out. I'm like, the place is gonna burn down over a bottle of Cristal. Uh, but anyway, it was um, it was unreal. It was we sat back there at VIP. Uh, we if you if you slip the the uh, how do I put this? You slip the bouncers a certain amount of money, they will go out and look for chicks on the dance floor to bring up into VIP to mingle with you. And the girls, of course, come up and they see that you have a fifth of Belvedere or whatever, and they start hanging out. And it was, uh, I will say, if you want to go to a club, if you're not like the most, um, let's say you don't have a lot of ethics about you, and you really want to be the chicks to be into you, you go out to a club, tell them you're in a bachelor party and tell them you are the bachelor. It was unreal. It was it was either that or it was the illusion that we had money because we were back in VIP and we had all this booze and we were hanging out. It was I was just like, oh, lots of girls from California and and uh, Arizona spilling their drinks all over. Like I had a jacket on. It was just like you could wring the vodka out of it. Wow. Uh, the interesting part of the evening was about four a.m. Uh, all of a sudden, like we were just hanging out and the other people next to us had left. And uh, all of a sudden, like, this posse just comes up, and it was Damon Wayans uh, and, like, four or five guys. And it was like they were sitting, like, our tables were right next to one another. And all of a sudden, the women just flocked up there, which is, I'm like, Damon Wayans is a is a pretty big name, I he's guess. He's a blank man. <laughs> yeah. we, Greatest point forget. I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> lest we not forget blank man. Uh, it was cool. He was cool. Um, they were uh, they were drinking Cristal. So of uh, there goes your theory. Uh, but they were uh, they were very cool. There was um, some very. I think there was a paparazzi chick, which like sneak snuck up into uh, because if you're a paparazzi and you're a hot chick, you probably get anywhere. Uh, snuck up into VIP and was like taking pictures. I think that's what was going on, but it was um, it was it was unreal. We ended up going to after hours. We got out at like got back to our hotel at 9 a.m. Our flight left that morning at like noon. So 
it was uh, it was one of the best bachelor parties ever. It was unreal. We spent tons of money. It's one of those things where you get older, you get to do big boy kind of things, and it's unfortunate because you notice how people kind of start to drop off because it's not it's not a cheap thing to do, but yeah. it's. It's something I would highly suggest anybody, if you are that kind of person where you're into that, even if you're not really into gambling uh, or into going to strip joints or whatever, Vegas is enough. Like, there's so much to do. There's so much, like, options. I mean, you want to go to see the Thunder Down Under or uh, Chippendales like Brandon would, uh, then I guess that there that's there for you as well. you got things like Love. A couple of the guys from my group went to see the, the Beatles uh, show at the Mirage, which supposedly was fantastic. There's lots to do. So, Have any, either of you guys ever been to Vegas? No. Nope. Uh, I don't think I've been uh, west of Minnesota. <sighs> I'm. Uh, do we have a phone call, Brandon? Do we know who it is? No? Uh, this is always interesting. Uh, Impact Happy Hour, what's up? Hello, this is Mike. I just had a quick comment. You had mentioned the uh, difficulty in getting the comps in Vegas nowadays. Uh-huh. And I quick comment that I worked with my dad on a book about touring Vegas, and I spent a couple of time there. And it's kind of funny because we went back after we finished the book. It's gotten so much more difficult to get those comps that used to be pretty much given to you just for showing up. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I, I don't know, like, there's always the story about people getting comped, like they lose a bunch of money at the table, uh, you know, and they'll be like, well, we'll comp your room. I saw lots of people lose lots of money, and nobody really cared what was yeah. going on. It has changed a little bit, and we started to see the the first time when we started working on the book. It's more about um, talking to your concierge and things like that and really getting to know the people in the casino so that they can try and make you stay there to spend the money because yeah. it's so hard to keep track of guys nowadays. So what did uh, what did you what's the name of the book that you worked on? It's uh, called Las Vegas Your Way. We're uh, still looking for a publisher, but uh, my dad did some self-publishing and he's trying to sell it around Michigan. And it was basically like you guys want you to go out there and doing things uh, kind of like a Vegas for dummies kind of thing or Really really similar to that. It's just basically, you know, it's exactly what the title said. It's it's really my dad's book, but I work with him a lot on the different food and things like that cuz that's my hobby. He uh-huh. loves to gamble. I love to go out and eat. So we kind of meet halfway in the middle, talk a little bit about it and figure out what to do. What what's uh what's his favorite game? Gambling game? Oh, he's a blackjack. Is he? He's crazy. Uh, we, uh, we, the, it's funny is, it, although, you know, as you were talking about before, it's harder to get things comped. It seems like the dealers, more and more I go to tables, the more and more they try to get you, I mean, you realize you only have, like, if you play by the book, the, the house still has like a 1% advantage or whatever it is. But the dealers this time were really like telling me what to do and were trying to help me do it. Obviously, I wasn't mm-hmm. that good at it because I wasn't winning, but it's, a, I think it's an entirely different beast than it was even like 10 years ago so it's completely completely uh, different what uh what food wise we were i mean everybody talks about the buffets in vegas which are yeah and and they aren't cheap anymore by the way either uh what uh what kind of food are you uh do you usually do when you go out there when i head out there i actually try to get off the strip as much as possible there's a nice little section between the old town and the new town where most people just get on the bus get on a taxi don't look out the windows and just skip it Mm mm-hmm and there's a lot of little seedy places, and I'm not sure about it, you know, but I love just walking around there and trying to figure out where people that work and live around Vegas, it's, like you said, it's not really Vegas anymore. It's now just another fun city to go to. Yeah. So figure out where people eat and stop and head by there, and you're going to find some really neat food and some places you wouldn't expect. Well, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. And uh, you let us know Vegas uh, your way. Yep. I, uh, look for the title. It uh, could be in a store near you soon. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for giving me the opportunity, and good Absolutely. luck to everybody else. Hey, thanks, Mike. We appreciate it. Bye. Well, it's uh, you. You've never been to Vegas. You work in an airport, buddy. Sorry. 
Don't you get like... (laughs) Wow, touche. Isn't that kind of like Vegas? (laughs) Uh, If you've seen the pachinko parlors. Yes. Uh, 432-3893. Impact Happy Hour is our screening via AOL Instant uh, Messenger. Speaking of Tokyo, Gomyo uh, has a new tune of him rapping that he's sending me. Uh, Special sneak preview. He's working on an album right now. Um, we might have to get it right to well, Josh. You look at me. <laughs> you look at me. Because you got the vibe, buddy. Where else am I going to put it on the air? You don't play everything, though. <laughs> I don't know. You were pulling stuff off Big Willie style. Oh, know? man. Well, no, no, no. It was Fresh Prince Greatest Hits. Oh, if you go okay. and play the Will Smith car, I got to play it right. <laughs> we play uh, Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble, which is a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Uh, even if it's a Will Smith classic, it's yeah. a classic. <laughs> even if it's Will Smith. But no, Saturday was our day off anyway. Like right. I, like I was telling Brock in the, uh, in the uh, room with the CDs, we get a we get a crank call on the vibe once a week where someone asks to pl- pl- play either Crank That Soldier Boy or Ya Trick Ya, and you figure after we've been here what nine weeks now, somebody would pick a different song. We get right. that song every week, so we get on there and we say, well, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna, uh, if you wanna. Uh, make a crank call, why don't you pick a different song? At least pick something like Woomp, There It Is. <laughs> the guy calls back and says, you have my vote for Woomp, nice. There It Is. <laughs> so Will spends the next 30 minutes looking for Woomp, There It Is. Do you have Money Train? Money Train. What is Money Train? Uh, I know the movie, but I don't know. Early 90s classic Damn. where you get to watch a bunch of white people form a train and do this a lot. It's great for like a middle oh, school wow. dance. It's so- that sounds like like Quad CD DJs yeah. ride a train. Ugh. All those songs. Just- you've officially disgusted Joshua. Uh, so anyway, uh, Vegas is good times. If you've never been, I would highly suggest it. Um, just because it's, I mean, it's Vegas. It's not anything what they, it used to be, but I mean, there's still lots of cool stuff to walk around and see. I mean, some of the the casinos like the Venetian and Paris and even New York, New York. Are amazing. The food is really good. It's not cheap, but it's really good. The you, to really be everybody's like, well, you sit down and gamble. You know, they'll they'll serve you drinks. Well, yeah, if you're sitting at a, a blackjack table for more than ten minutes, or if you're sitting at the high end slots, then they'll feed you booze that is like ninety percent water. But uh, the one thing I wanted to complain about the the flights out there. It seems like here's something I don't understand. We flew American out there and I've never flown, flown American anymore before, which I doesn't really matter. But, uh, why would you book every single flight? Like the flight out there and the flight back and all my buddies flights were all overbooked. And I understand that there is a certain, there's a percentage of people that won't show up for their flights or they drop at the end. Uh, but why would you, especially now when they've cut flights so much, continue to overbook? It's like, Make because if they send a plane out with empty seats, they're losing money. Well, but, anymore, if they send a plane out full, they're losing money, aren't no, they? True, but it's still there are a lot of people who, when they fly, they look for overbooked flights because if they, you know, decide, okay, I'll take the next plane, half the time the airline will be like, okay, well, you'll get two free tickets to wherever you want to yeah, go. Yeah, that's what they were doing to bump so, people. I mean, you can get a pretty nice vacation planned up to a year ahead just by waiting for the next flight. Yeah. That well, I mean, but if the next flight's full too, it's like 
you know. Uh, that and if you're, I'm not a huge dude. I'm like six foot two, six foot three. But it's every single time, and of course this is probably only in America, but every single time I get into and I'd be stuck in either the middle or the the window seat, and tons of fun would be sitting in front of me. And as soon as they get on the plane, the seat would go all the way back, and like my <laughs> knees are up at my elbow, and it's like a four hour flight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Always ask for the exit row. I try, but it's always booked. Like people are booking flights now a year in advance. So, ugh, and I hate. Do you, any of you guys have problems with flying? I've never flown before. Really? Yeah. Ugh, I'm not I, a very worldly guy. So. <laughs> I hate flying. My dad had a plane when I was growing up. He had one of those little Cessnas, and I was cool with that. We used to do flying fishing trips up in Canada, and these old like 1960 Beavers that were like these you know single prop old planes. I was totally cool with that. But getting in on those you know the the jets, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I hate it so much, but. I don't like the takeoff or the landing. Yeah. The middle part's fine. Oh, my God. The landing in Las Vegas, it was like, you had to do a U-turn, because in Vegas, you're basically, Vegas, there's a bunch of mountains that surround Vegas, and it's basically the one flat area, and so you're coming around, and, the, you know, the guy, like, basically did a U-E to come back around, and, you know, you get over the, usually you get over the, the runway, and you kind of glide down, and you, you hit, this guy was just like, oh, we're like 20 feet off the ground, wham! <laughs> <laughs> I've never hit so hard in my life. People are like screaming. I was like, "Oh, this is not good." There's a video of a uh, plane that in uh, Germany. When it touches down. It's kind of a uh, low riding across. The front wheel just keeps hitting the ground. You should see the. There's one on YouTube right now that is the, this guy tried to land, and it's a big Airbus tried to land in Germany in a hundred mile crosswinds, and it's like the plane comes in, and when you land with apparently when you land in big crosswinds like this, this is I'm sure a completely stimulating fodder for happy hour, but I don't care. I'm talking about planes. Uh, when you come into land, you do this weird like crab walk thing, uh, and where you're coming in kind of sideways and you swing back and forth, and the video is this this plane comes in and just as it, it gets to ready to hit the runway this crosswind hits hits and the, the one wing goes all the way up the other one smacks down on the runway you just see him floor it and the plane takes off after he smoked the wing I, i'm like i don't know if i'd want to try to go back up in the air after you smoke the wing at about 200 miles an hour on a it's runway an airport in china where the crosswinds are so bad the planes have to land as they're getting to land they're at like a 70 degree angle practically so that they're almost sideways and at the very last second they have to let it swing back just as their tires touch down uh so don't fly to china (laughs) so lesson learned we got another uh phone call take it real quick impact happy hour what's up hey Hey, ian what's up buddy boy uh nothing i'm working tonight so i wasn't gonna make it into the show i thought you were at like south by or something no no i'm uh here in town still uh when but, uh, yeah, I'm working a concert tonight, so. What are you working? What uh, show? I, I, I'm working up, I'm running sound at Max Bar tonight. Oh, all right. Who's playing? Uh, a band called Paragon and mm-hmm. a band called the Stooge City Liberation Front. Oh, for the telecom or communications uh, yeah. professors, so, yeah. So, so it ought to be interesting. So that's that's where I'll be. But I had to, you know, come home and do dinner instead of happy hour. So. Oh, I see. Eating is more important than we are. That's all right. Is yeah. it, is everybody gone? Is when did everybody leave for South by? Uh, I think they left Tuesday. No, no, that's eight. No, no, they left Tuesday. Tuesday. All right, we'll have to talk about that because uh, I think you no, and I are the only left, ones. They left Wednesday morning because uh, a bunch of us were um, MAB in, for MABs on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Yeah, were uh, we... For those, of, for those of you who haven't caught on, uh, Impact One Station of the Year uh, from the Michigan Association of Broadcast of, Broadcasters again. Of course, and it also says uh, what uh, college radio talk shows are doing across uh, the state as uh, Impact Happy Hour won. Uh, First <laughs> yeah. 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 Woo! That's yeah. impressive. So, all right, buddy. Well, you we were talking about Vegas, so I, I figured I'd call in. Um, you were talking about comp drinks yeah. on the floor. Man, they when we were out there last spring, they were comping us drinks when we were playing the penny slots. Really? Yeah. The trick, the trick with cop drinks is don't order like any any like liquor. Or yeah, you drink. just order beer. Right. You just get the beers, and like they were comping us drinks when we were at the five dollar blackjack table. I mean, like. Wow. You know the funny thing is though about those like everybody's like, oh, I paid, I played the penny slots. The only way to win on penny slots is to play max credits, mm-hmm. and max credits on a penny slot ends up being like six bucks per pull. It's unreal. Like, well, like you can't really come out ahead on those no, things. No, uh, no. Like Jason and I were playing slots here and there, and uh, we played a fair amount of blackjack, and we both came out ahead for the week that we were there. Um, Jason came out a few dollars ahead on the slots. Right. That's it. You, yeah, you don't ever expect to actually win anything on the penny slots. No, I never go out there expecting to win anything at anything. So. I've had my moments on the penny slots before. I can because you know I go over to go over to Windsor. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, man, I, it just trips me out that the slots look like video games. <laughs> now you know you just press a button and then they have these animations and they're all the, these like. Looney Tunes reject yeah. uh, cartoon characters <laughs> up on your screen. Yeah, rip off. You, yeah. yeah, put more money. The magic when you don't have like that big mechanical lever and it goes. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it's still the magic, and when you're drunk, uh, they are the one armed bandits. So that's totally true, man. So well, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Enjoy the I, show this I'm evening. I'm glad you made it back without um, alcohol poisoning. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. Yeah, that's probably it's pro- my liver's not happy. I can't believe how long it's taken me to just recover. And it's been I've been back. I mean, we flew in, we got into O'Hare at like nine o'clock Michigan time that night, and then I got my car and came right back. So I got home at you know two three in the morning. But still, oh man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was like sit on a plane for four hours. Now sit in your car for four hours from I, O'Hare. Like, ugh. yeah, it was not good times. But all right, buddy, we'll have a good show, uh, good uh, production this evening. Yeah, it'll, I, I'm pretty confident, but it's going to go okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, Ian. See Bye-bye. ya. Oh, wow, it's uh, Happy Phones Night here on Impact Happy Hour. By the way, our uh, MySpace page, myspace.com slash Impact Happy Hour. Um, South by Southwest, for those of you who don't know, the super indie uh, elite uh, bands are playing in uh, Austin, Texas for the next week. Our friends, the Hard Lessons, will be there. Our friends, Hanson, will be there performing as well. Uh, plus a billion other bands. And the thing about South By is you have to be in the industry to get in. It's not like you can just go down to Austin and buy tickets. You actually have to be an industry person or be really friendly with industry people to get in to see shows. So we always send a number of the Impact Director staff down there. I've never been down there. I always end up going to the NAB radio show or whatever, um, just because I think I'd kill myself if I were around that many indie kids at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one. Uh, but it uh, always uh, great music down there. Good to see our friends, uh, the Hard Lessons, doing it up yet again. And, uh, oh, Studio Tone rules. By the way, Impact uh, Happy Hour, it is 
our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger, getting uh, messages from like 10 minutes ago when I was talking about Studio Tone. Yes, we used to. <laughs> I almost by, I almost called up Newfer, who uh, the singer Brent uh, from Studio Tone is now living out in L.A., um, and uh, he, I almost had him come out with uh, Dave, but uh, that was, uh, to see Brent in a strip joint is uh, very, he's he's the perpetual like lead singer guy, so. Is the stream working now? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. See, the thing is, uh, we talked about it a little while ago, and I don't know if they necessarily want me to talk about it in the air, but I'm going to anyway. The thing, was, the, the thing about the stream is, uh, before, <laughs> we radio started streaming on the internet probably 1999 to 2000, right when Winamp came out and around, if you remember Winamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the issue became, well, there's national spots um, that were being played over the internet, the national advertisements, and the SAG members were like, well, you know, we're not getting paid because of the distribution, blah, 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 blah. So they had issue with that and they took it down for a while. And then, you know, college radio brought it back up and now, you know, commercial radios brought it back up. But now the issue is you have to, you, because you have to report to BMI, the way radio stations work, you know, BMI, ASCAP, if you if you're familiar with that at all, you so have to they pay. Can get their royalties. Right. You have to, you have to tell how many times you've played a certain song so they can get royalties. Well, it's it's it seems weird to have to do it over the inter the internet because you assume you're already taking care of it because it's the exact exactly what you're playing over the air and you're reporting that anyway. Right. But now that people are listening from across the country and they're ne- so they're not necessarily we have to account for those people plus our over the air people and it's really it's it's kind of complicated and weird and we're trying to figure it out and we know. Uh, we know it, it kind of sucks, but, uh, so this is all because of one guy in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Jerk. Uh, by the way, um, Dr. Stibley says best of a bad year was my favorite track. Uh, any chance of reunion? You know, what's really funny about that track is when we, um, I'm going to go back and talk about recording, uh, where you left off the studio tone record. <laughs> uh, and he's also asking, uh, I'm assuming he, uh, any chance of reunion, um, that song was, we recorded with a guy, uh, in Grand Rapids by the name of Michael Crittenden, who was also, uh, the front man for the band, uh, Troll for Trout. For those of you familiar with Grand Rapids, you know that name in that band. Um, and we came in with a song that was like, uh, evil and it, like Studio Tone was a very like pop alt kind of band. And, uh, we decided one day to drop, to like write a song all in drop D and I decided to, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, drop it, drop D, and I brought in my distortion pedal for my bass just to make it sound all evil. And we were trying to rip off filter. We put in an acoustic guitar behind the drop D, and you know it was. Uh, I loved making that record. It took us forever. It cost a billion dollars. And uh, uh, any chance of reunion? Anyway, sorry, tangent. Um, they played a show. Uh, we usually try to do like an alum kind of show. Now that Brent's out in L.A. Uh, Brian is in Detroit, uh, Gaylord Graham is in Chicago, I'm here, uh, Dana, who's replaced me, is also in Detroit. Uh, they played a show in, oh god, I think it was, uh, the end of December. I played a show with them at the Orbit Room not too long ago, it's, it's, it's getting rough. Maybe sometime soon we can play a show in East Lansing. Just to go back, the problem is there isn't any uh, other than Max, who I don't think Max would want. Uh, I think we played there once, uh, and I don't think we'd want they'd want us back because we're too we're not indie enough. But um, which I mean, which totally fits because I don't think the crowd there would be into us. Max, but. wow, you know, I guess I look at it from a different point of view because we go to Max for like the respirations yeah, and yeah. the uh, the the, the hip hop concerts. But it, it 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 always occurred to me that there was like. 
five other days, six uh, day, other days out of the week where they don't play rap. Yeah. And, and I just was wondering, like, how, how uh, I guess, influential they were. I heard they were kind of, like, taking uh, taking over where Temple Club... Well, they were also... Off. I mean, the Max has always been... I, I hate to put it this way, because you can't really compare it this way, but Max is kind of like the CG, CBGBs of East Lansing and Lansing, gotcha. in that it, any national, you know, smaller national acts that aren't going through, you know, the intersection in Grand Rapids or St. Andy's down in Detroit are coming to Max. Okay. So... Um, I mean, they're they're the and especially now they're really the only place to see. I mean, because I'm mean, pretty much Ricks is now. I mean, we used to play at Ricks all the time, and now it's almost exclusively cover bands. In fact, I think it is exclusively cover bands now. Which, I mean, I don't blame them. The kids want to go in there and get hammered and try to pick up the opposite sex or the same sex and you know listen to music they know. So I don't go to Ricks anymore. <laughs> I don't know if they're a sponsor or anything like that, so I I'll keep my comments to myself. No, it's, I'm, I'm a... yeah, no, I feel your pain. So anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Vegas. Um, I think we're done with Vegas. I, uh, you know, um, South by Southwest actually is what we were talking about, and uh, I I haven't. Um, it reminds me of the fact that we have the film festival happening this weekend too, which is cool. I, Bruce Campbell is going to be here for God's sakes, which. Bruce Campbell is so money, and he apparently is in a, he's in an indie movie uh, spoof, spoofing himself, which is fantastic. Do you know anything about it? Um, yes, it's well. I know the premise of the movie is that there's a fan who is like you Portland know, or some like Oregon really or excited, yeah. and you know he identifies Bruce Campbell as Ash right. from Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. So I don't know if he unleashes them or if they just get unleashed but demons get unleashed and so he calls in bruce campbell because he figures oh he's already fought demons before so (laughs) it would be a perfect fit for him yeah and so hilarity ensues i'm assuming (laughs) hijinks of the highest degree yeah well of course you know he along with sam raimi uh of msu fame who now is known for his writing uh and directing the movies spider-man one through three uh did he do all three i think he did yes yeah uh for better or worse right (laughs) for for worse Uh, not my not my style but uh but nonetheless, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk very quickly about some movies that uh, some news and movies today that was released, um, which it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But it was on front page CNN.com, so apparently it's big enough news that uh, people actually care. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows will be split into two movies, uh, according to director David Yates, which is different because supposedly Spielberg was supposed to take up the uh, take up the the last one, which is unfortunate because uh, I don't think David Yates did a very good job. The only person I think that uh, has done a decent job with the Harry Potter movies is um, the guy who did uh, oh, his name is he did the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, he also did Hellboy. Don't I look at me. Rodriguez? Uh, no. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. He's Steve, uh, Harry, <laughs> Jack, Frank. Mike. No, no. I was gonna say like Alfonso Cuarón or something, but I can't. I think that's him. Is that his name? Somebody's gonna let me know. Come on, AOL Instant Messenger. Oh, you guys are killing me. Uh, Impact Tapio is our screen name via AOL Instant Messenger. See if I was professional, I would actually go Del Toro. Is that his name? Are you thinking of the actor Benicio? Yeah, it might be. Uh, Bernie, you're wrong. 
Yeah, it is Guillermo del Toro. Hey, Evan, oh. start chopping it. I wonder if he's in his lab class right now. Uh, that's his name. He did uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, and it is by far the best looking. Um, no word yet if John Williams is coming back uh, to do the music, which uh, the music has absolutely sucked since. Uh, well, it has. I mean, it's. You know, I don't really. I've never really seen one in full, but the one that, that you just mi- uh, mi- mentioned was the one that came on HBO not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I watched and I thought, "Wow, this is re- really good stuff." And I don't even know what's going on. I, the, they could do it. I mean, it's it's hard for them. It's a lot. It's kind of like, and I hate to to compare it to this, but um, having seen them over again, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm-hmm. trying to fit all of those. Um, Jer- oh, Jeremy's God. calling from Austin right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Jeremy's on from the South by? All right, well, yep. we can shut up about uh, Harry Potter for a minute. Jeremy Whiting. Hello, friends. How are you? Are you in Austin, Texas? I am. Dude, I tried to call in from Las Vegas and nobody was here. I'm jealous. Well, I think Shannon actually wanted to run the show, but have you? could you imagine Happy Hour with Shannon <laughs> at the helm? Well, I, I, Brandon uh, was supposed to do down. it. Yeah, it's probably better. So what are you guys doing? What? Do you, what uh, what's up? Well, we were uh, we were doing some work here in the hotel. We're actually in our hotel uh, lobby right now, enjoying some uh, complimentary beverages. Are they adult and beverages? They are nicely done. Surprising, um, but we're waiting for our shuttle, so uh, that's not coming for another half hour. So we're just uh, really loading up on these complimentary adult <laughs> beverages. Nice. And uh, then we're joining uh, the rest of our crew uh, downtown, where we're going to go, go see uh, some bands tonight. I, for one, am going to see Fastball and the Presidents of the United States of America. Oh, tell tell I know Chris Ballou that I love him, and I love him dearly. Uh, hey, when is uh, when, are my, when are my young boys playing? Hanson. Oh, they're uh, playing Saturday, I believe. Ah. Uh. So if you could, uh, I'm working on. I have a call. I'm. I have a call into Taylor. I'm sure they're super busy, but I will. I will let them know that you will be there. Um, so at least he would know to look for you. And uh, you know, Dr. Columber would be uh, very uh, angry that Saturday we're going to head to the Rachel Ray South by Southwest. I guess uh, she's making up some taste. Up, and uh, bands are going to be playing that are pretty cool, actually. I know the Ravenettes wow. is one of them, and I, I can't remember. At the Rachel Ray South by Southwest party? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You wow. know she likes her indie music, right? Of no, course. I was not aware of that. I, I was not either. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, are you hooking up with our, our friends John Fournier and uh, Chelsea and all those folks down there? Definitely are. We already hung out with John and Chelsea uh, yesterday, and they're going to take a day off work tomorrow and hang out with us then, and also Saturday. Uh, it sounds like our friend Anna might be oh, driving Anna. over from wherever she lives now. By Dallas, and, yeah. Uh, we're going to be meeting up with our good old Impact alumni, uh, Kristen Case, who's Hell at yes. the Austin Film Festival. Yeah. So hanging out with us tonight. It's crazy. Us, our, we Impact folks spread like uh, bad odor across the country. We just That's deposit right. everywhere. Yeah, like something. And uh, so you also, I took like a ton of pictures. Uh, all of us did actually, and we're taking video and we're posting that on our blog at impact89fm.org. Quick plug, uh, which will be uploaded probably later tonight. So very good. So you can check that out on the blog and uh, courtesy of Jeremy. Right. Uh, you guys are are we going to be? Uh, are, did you guys take stuff down so we can record or hear from any of the artists or anything? Um. Like, We're did not you take streaming live? No, no, no. But I'm saying, I'm saying stuff we can hear later. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, we okay. have uh, we got video footage of a few bands performing last night. We went to TREM. We couldn't do video there, but we took some pictures. Um, and we have some exclusive artist interviews and station IDs. So I think uh, Amanda and Rob are working on those two today. Good, good, good. Well, I'm jealous of you, buddy, except for I just spent a whole ton of time away from home, so I'm glad to be back here. But uh, what's hey, what's the weather like? How is it? Because when I we were in Vegas, and apparently there were people flying in from Dallas that were like, they were getting a ton of snow and ice and like just crap. Yeah, I heard for the first time uh, in quite a long time they had some snow somewhere in Texas, uh, but it looks like the weather's changed. It's 80-something outside tonight. Oh. Wow, it's supposed to do definitely top 90. <sighs> <laughs> you suck. I know, I know. But I, I talked with uh, my wife earlier today. She said that she was outside wearing uh, just a shirt. Yeah, it was uh, nice. So almost I, 50 today. So. so that's good. Cool. Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Well, you guys enjoy. I have a few extra adult beverages for myself, and uh, I will try to get a hold of Taylor and make sure you guys uh, hook up with the, the Hanson brothers while you're down there. Sounds good, buddy. We'll see you guys uh, when we get back. All right, Jeremy. All right, see you, bro. See you. It's crazy. That's the most intensive phone show ever. Are you being able to uh, keep up in there, Brandon? Brandon looks bored. Uh, what is your deal? What? Are... <laughs> Lean back in his chair. Yeah, I was just. Uh... I'm just enjoying the conversation, bro. Yeah. Well, you're probably the only one. Four three two three eight nine three is our phone number. You can get a hold of us via AOL Instant Messenger. Our screen name is Impact Happy Hour. It is all one word. Back to movies. Uh, very quickly, we uh, we were talking about Harry Potter, and, and we could probably move on from there. I'm really surprised we have not seen any more. Have you seen? I don't know if either of you guys watch much TV, but I haven't seen much in terms of is the Indiana Jones movie trailer on TV at all. No. Which I think, I mean, granted, they probably don't have to push that a lot, but uh, I would think you would. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. I think that'd be a mainly word of mouth, though. Like. They can rely on word of mouth and people our age and older being oh, yeah. so excited that they don't really need to show. Uh, one thing I've noticed is uh, Lego, I, I love you and I hate you all at the same time. Because now, now, of course, when I'm almost 30 years old, you're coming out with all the great Star Wars Legos and now the Indiana Jones Legos, which is crazy. Like All these Legos are coming out. Like The Indiana Jones, there's like four sets, and they're gone as soon as they come to the stores. And you go on eBay, and they're like twice the price. Like, what what is going on? Like, they're all buying them and putting them on eBay. But, I mean, it's not like they're not. they're only making a few of them. I got. I don't understand the phenomenon. They do with the Harry Potter Legos too, and I don't get it. Like, I have to get a passport and travel to Legoland. And <laughs> where where is Legoland? Like Sweden or something? There's a few of them. There's one in England. I think there's one in California now too. Really? Didn't uh, they? Every once in a while, they hire like master engineers or master architects, where all you do is sit around with a box of Legos and try to build stuff, dude. All you do is smoke weed and be like, oh, okay, let's put it like this. Like, uh, I mean, it would be the greatest job on the face of the planet. Okay, thanks for adding. Uh, I'm sorry. I've, I've seen some good stuff with Lego. When they like try to remake trailers, on, and I've seen them on YouTube. Like, oh, the, dark, the Dark Knight yeah. trailer was in Legos, and I thought that was pretty cool. You should see the they on eBay. They have the like the biggest Lego sets ever. They have the Death Star, and they have uh, the Millennium Falcon, which is the biggest one. It's like twenty thousand pieces. Hmm. It's it's like like four feet long or something it's huge like if i were a kid and i saw that i could have just died then and just been like oh my well, lego God. video games are fun 
Like I don't really Star like Wars. them that much because they don't make that much sense. Like it, it doesn't. I don't how it works. Like you gather all the little Legos, and it doesn't make sense to me. It makes it feel better. They're making Lego Batman. No, it does. That's more of an Ian thing. Oh, that reminds me. I got to show Ian. I saw when I was in Vegas. Of course, everybody was riding around on their bikes, and this guy had a crotch rocket that he had completely made into the Bat bike like it was like it had the bat things on the sides and he had all these weird fairings and and, and stuff so it was just like it looked like the I, I would imagine what the bat bike would look like i almost took a picture for ian but then i realized i was drunk and on my bachelor party and uh, that was way too nerdy let's talk about the uh, weekly box office top 10 number one 10,000 bc did anybody see it i haven't nope. really heard much about it I, I either have i a college road trip in it number two oh lord <laughs> <laughs> Martin Lawrence has two movies out, like almost back to back. Number three, uh, Vantage Point. Uh, number four, The Bank Job. Number five, Semi Pro, which is only twenty four point seven million. Which... I liked Semi Pro. I know a lot of people you were polarized it? on it. Yeah, we saw that first night. Oh, really? I had to. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? It was funny. Like the thing about that movie and say like Walk Hard with a uh, Riley in it is yeah. that they're they're more they're parodying the the presentation of the films more so than the actors and the like the more w- prominent parts of those type of movies like the the they had a scene where Will Arnett is uh they're they're like they're like gambling and Will Arnett is mad because Tim Meadows calls him a jive turkey and he's like Did you just call me a jive turkey, and then he picks up this gun and points it at him and he has the they have like the perfect dirty hairy pose and camera work and it, it was I was probably the 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 laughing the hardest at that type of thing out of everybody. You know what a movie that you would probably really like would be? Uh, have you ever seen the movie A Mighty Wind? Yes. I love all of his movies. <laughs> I don't think I've I don't think I've heard of it. It's the same guy. What's the name? Is Dog Show the name of the oh, other one? Christy, yeah. Best movie? in Show. Mm. Best in Show. Mighty Wind. Mighty Wind. This is Final Tap. I've never yeah. li- I'm waiting for Guffman. I liked uh, Best in Show, but the rest of them, uh, Four Year Consideration, those type of movies. Ugh. I can do with Oh, uh, you would love a mighty wind. I, I have I to check it out. It would, it's like it's it's kind of like Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap, but with like folk artists. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great, great, great movie. Uh, so anyway, um, we always uh, start chopping. Always likes to send me stuff, and he's like, "Dude, I bet you'd like this." Sperm donors to get free festival tickets. <laughs> nice, thanks, buddy. I'm glad that that you see that. And it makes you think of me. Fifty dollars uh, isn't enough anymore. <laughs> yeah, I would actually owe them if I uh, did that. Uh, Number six, The Spiderwick Chronicles, which has only made $61 million, which is surprising to me, because that seemed like that was a movie poised to do pretty well, featuring the likes of like Seth Rogen. The Other Boylan Girl at number seven, Jumper in at number eight, which has made $72 million, which is surprising. Step Up 2 uh, at number nine. Double Lord right there. <laughs> <laughs> at number ten, Fool's Gold, uh, two high doing their best. Uh, movies currently in theaters that aren't in the top ten. Uh, Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, which looked awful. Uh, <laughs> the Bank Job, which is in the top ten. Uh, CJ7, which is my favorite because the name of the kid is Dickie Chow. Uh, the Girls Rock Body of War, Fighting for Life. Blind Mountain, Meatloaf in Search of Paradise. That has Dr. Kilometer written all over it. Uh, 
Bar Stars, Blind Sight, Snow Angels. Bar Stars, that was a term that's been used forever, for God's sake. Chicago 10, The Unforeseen, Bonneville, uh, City of Men. Uh, the Fox and the Child looks like a good movie. Foxes, for those of you who don't know, make great pets. Although I'm sure PETA would be pretty upset at me talking about it. Uh, opening this week, uh, Pride and Glory. Uh, Dr. Seuss's Horton Hears a Who, that's which looks terrible. awful. Uh, did, any, did any of you guys see the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch? Uh, I saw parts of it. Awful. Like, okay, we get it. You can do. You can bend your face in a million different places, and like, it wasn't as bad as Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was that was God forsaken. Who was that? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yes. Oh, I never saw it, uh, but I had heard uh, absolutely terrible things. Maybe it's some sort of curse with Doctor Seuss. You just can't make the movies. I mean, the cartoons are like so much better. Like, you watch the the original the Grinch uh, stole Christmas for you know around Christmas time. And those type of things don't t- translate the well to movies because the characters look so goofy. Like the Grinch looked. Well, I mean, it's it's that, and they're trying to draw out a 20-minute cartoon, or a 20-page book, into an hour-and-a-half-long movie, and it's like, so how are we going to make this fit? And so it goes along with the doctor, you know, whatever. I wouldn't be opposed if they made a Go Dog Go movie that (laughs) has potential written all over it. Uh, a movie that I that was surprisingly good um, was uh, along those lines, but not quite Dr. Seuss, but B-Movie. Did you ever see B-Movie? Seinfeld? Yeah. No. Renee Zellweger, uh, surprisingly good. Yay, nay? Um, I give it a uh, tepid meh. That's what I give it. I thought some of the humor was trying to be a little too broad, and some of the jokes landed, some didn't. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. Uh, Bernadette wanted to point out she was going to complain that movies like Fool's Gold are still in theaters, uh, but she had difficulty in trying to go see Charlie Bartlett and uh, Be Kind Rewind during their third and last week in theaters. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Baby Doll, because um, people are stupid for the most part, and they have. I I don't I don't understand how people can actually pay money, uh, and it's not a small amount of money to go see awful movies. And I I understand like we work at college radio, we're elitist, you know, you know whether it be music or movies or whatever. But for God's sakes, I mean. You see a movie like Fool's Gold, how can they possibly, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're a high school kid, it'd be a good movie to take some check that you're trying to date to or something, but. Sometimes you won't know, because if someone would have told me I'd have fell asleep on Transformers, I would have <laughs> walked out on it. You, know, you didn't see that it was directed by Michael Bay. Well, and he's made some movies that I, I, I liked, I think he did Bad Boys, Bad Boys was okay, second one was crap, but. Did he do Bad Boys? Yeah. Maybe. He did Pearl Harbor. Yeah, he did uh, Bad Boys. He did Pearl Harbor, which the was island. terrible. I hated Pearl Harbor. I hate those type of movies where it's a, a catastrophe with a love story. It doesn't make sense. But I hear Bay is doing, the rumor is that he's doing a remake of Rosemary's Baby. Oh, I'd heard that as well. Which I don't see how you could tell that story again, but I guess it <laughs> needed to be done with a panoramic camera. They're going to tell it with a lot more uh, logos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can picture it now. Why is the baby wearing a, a Ford necklace? <laughs> yeah. The one scene where the where the camera spins around the baby to make that dramatic camera shot. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, there you go. Uh, movies also open. Guys, guys, guys. Oh, uh, what? All right. Um, I'm surprised this wasn't brought up already. And if and if LLDK was here, he certainly would have brought it up. 
We're not going to talk about Patrick Swayze right now. Oh, Angry. Yeah. guys! Yeah, sorry, we don't have the RSS feed on our <laughs> on our phones. Here's the deal: for those of you who don't know, National, I think it was National Enquirer broke the news that Patrick Swayze had terminal pancreatic cancer. Which pancreatic cancer, cancer, like four out of five times is terminal, regardless of you know it's it's bad. It's like the worst cancer you can have is pancreatic cancer, next to like stomach cancer or something. Um, so they the publicist didn't deny it didn't deny it and then his doctors released a uh basically released uh, um the news that he did in fact have pancreatic cancer but he wasn't uh i don't know if they said it wasn't terminal but he had a small amount of the disease and that he was responding well to treatment they perez hilton uh just released a picture on his webpage like yesterday and he looks pretty bad like patrick swayze is like and the funny thing is the guy smokes like four packs of cigarettes a day and he gets cancer in his pancreas. Doesn't that suck? So, uh, it could be, uh, it could be the end of Patrick Swayze as we know it, which, I mean. Who's gonna keep baby out of the corner now? Didn't he, didn't he, uh, make a, uh, appearance in the, the last Dirty Dancing movie that they just did? I think he did. As like the dance instructor. I didn't know they were still making them. It was like a they're, year ago. They're coming out with the cutting edge three though. Really excited. There was about a two. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's. I think it's like uh, the guy's daughter or something. I have no idea okay. what you're talking about. New Lost oh, Boys. Okay. Yeah, I saw that too. New Lost Boys. Do you do you have any idea who's going to be in it? N- no right one in? from the original. <laughs> well, no, actually, Corey Haim is going to be in it. Corey Haim's okay, but Feldman won't do it, will he? Or no, I, Corey Feldman was going to be in it. I think it's one of the Corys is going to be because in I, it. I I was watching the show My Two Corys, <laughs> and Corey Haim thought it would be a great idea to do a sequel for Lost Boys. You know, bring it back because it, it got so much success back then. And uh, Corey Feldman, <laughs> you know, it just broke his heart. But he's like, uh, yeah, there, there's already a script, and uh, we didn't, you know, they didn't call us about it, so. Oh, well, <laughs> so now they're going through with it. Well, one of them, I, I thought I saw one of them was on there. Of course, this is all at PerezHilton.com if you tend to. You know, I found that after Dr. Kilometer left, I haven't been looking at PerezHilton.com as much. I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, we've lost that influence. In our, is there, Joshua, is there any site you check on a daily basis that's like pop culture oriented? Um, Well, for rap, I go to notright.com, and that usually has like everything for like general pop culture. Ooh, where do I go? Media takeout, even though I know 98% of it is garbage. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, I uh, Bernadette would like to point out that she thought Be Kind Rewind was... Uh, was good. It wasn't as good as she thought it would be, but she liked how they filmed it and the direction that they took it in. So I'm sure it's a movie that will end up being um, on my queue, uh, and hopefully I'll get it in the mail within the next... Uh, it'll probably be available on DVD within the next week. Uh, it's probably already on the theaters. Um, that is... Uh, he, uh, other movies, by the way, that are opening, probably not anywhere around here, but just to let you know. Uh, Funny Games, Heartbeat Detector, Flashpoint, Sputnik Mania, which actually is a... Um, documentary which actually looks pretty cool uh movies coming uh soon under the same moon the hammer which is adam carolla's new movie uh shutter the grand 21 drill bit taylor towards darkness kenny planet b boy love songs boarding gate tyler perry's meet the browns uh how many movies does that guy have He's had like at least six or seven at this point, hasn't he? Dude, they're doing another like epic movie style movie, superhero movie. Mm-hmm. 
I saw a trailer for it today. And? Uh, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah then those two are getting up there with Yui Bowl in terms of just making bad movies yeah. and not caring. Like, really, someone needs to put it into that. Uh, another movie opening the week of uh, March 24th, Run, Fat Boy, Run, which uh, directed by David Schwimmer, uh, actually looks pretty cool. It's the the, uh, the brother from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And I, is his name like Simon Pegg or something like that? I think so. Uh, it is five years ago, Dennis was at the altar about to marry Libby, his pregnant fiance. He got cold feet, ran for the hills, and he's been going in circles ever since. When he discovers Libby's hooked up with a high-flying go-getter, he realizes it's now or never. He enters a marathon to show he's more than a quitter, but then finds out just how much sweat, strain, and tears it takes to run for 26 miles. So that one uh, actually looks pretty funny. Uh, I saw a preview for that um, not too long ago. By the way, when did they stop having TVs and stuff on planes? Seriously, didn't they used to have like even on like you know in not not like uh, transcontinental? I'm just talking like you know, if you were on a flight longer than like two or three hours, they had those little TVs like every four rows where you'd have something to do to watch. They're probably cutting down on them because of the weight. It sounds, you know, funny, but they're taking so, out yeah. meals. Yeah. Uh, Legion, they're a low-cost carrier, so they're trying to get, you know, every buck they can. Plus the widening ass of the collective right. U.S. populace. Yeah. They they only have a very few drinks on the plane yeah. because you have to pay for them. And if you're just lugging around soda all across the nation, that's... Just going to be more weight that's slowing the plane down and costing more fuel. I was surprised at how many people I saw having trouble getting into their seats on the plane. Like, it was just... Well, they actually, at Disneyland, they had to shut down It's a Small World and dig it deeper because people were bottoming (laughs) out in the boats. (laughs) That does not surprise me in the slightest. By the way, 432-3893, Brandon was pointing this out to me, thank God, and I I am so awful at at, uh, at doing this, but uh, like I was talking about earlier in the show, tickets for NCG Cinema, we've got uh, three pairs of tickets to go see any movie of your choice, and no, you can't call in Miss Hunter because you're sitting right here. Uh, 432-3893, callers 1, 2, and 3, you will each get a pair of tickets to NCG Cinema for the movie of your choice. Plus, speaking of flying, see, I, I was working this into a segue, you'll get the, the Darjeeling Limited poster and luggage tags for... Uh, well, for your luggage, I guess, if you have some. Luggage tags. Why, uh, okay, why are movies giving out, I, movies always give out crap to, like, uh, I understand you're promoting your movie, but why give, like, when we had Mitch from Fox Atomic in here and he was doing Taristas, he brought in, like, these big syringes that were, like, made for putting shots into. It's like, <laughs> and how much money does a movie, a, a company put into their budget to make crap? To, like that's gonna sit around at radio station. We're gonna be having like stuff from Darjeeling Limited in the year 2010 sitting around in the back room at the Impact. They're Teresa's turkey based. By the way, we'd like to thank uh, NCG Cinemas for their support and uh, Darjeeling Limited. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> first day callers, where they do three eight nine three. I seem already on the phone, so you'll have uh, pairs of tickets to go see whatever movie you'd like. Any movies uh, coming out on DVD that we need to pay any attention to? Uh, uh, I need to bring up Penelope real quick. Uh, we rushed to see it on Wednesday night yeah, for okay. Thursday, so we'd actually have a movie to talk about. Yeah, where's your old lady tonight? Uh, she's 
pretty tired. Oh, okay. So, works mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine O'Hara is great in it. She plays Christina Ricci's mother, who's the main girl. Uh, Reese Witherspoon's in it also. Is there any, uh, and I'm not doing this just to be a guy, but it seems okay. like every movie uh, that Christina Ricci's been in lately, there's been like huge nude scenes. No, this, this isn't. Is the first in like three years? This is more, I would say, teen and 20, mainly for girls. Oh, uh, okay. Good to take a girl on a date on movie. Okay. Um, it's, her family gets cursed like generations back, and it was like the first girl in the family will have a pig's face. And they only had boys for a really long time. So Christina Ricci has, like, a pig snout and pig ears. She actually makes it work pretty well. Like, when she actually gets... Is it like a comedy? It's comedy... I wouldn't say drama. Really? But it's, uh... Once she actually gets rid of the pig-like features, she's kind of plain. Yeah. You know? So, also a DVD that came out, Finishing the Game... It's about the Bruce Lee movie that I mentioned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird because they put on the DVD box like it's a good thing. Uh Directed by, or from the director of, uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Which doesn't make me want to watch that Thank God! Who who even directed that? I have no idea. <laughs> nice. Uh, by the way, also out on DVD this week, uh, No Country for Old Men, which, Gotta pick that up. which yeah. is highly recommended by everybody I've talked to. Uh, B-Movie, we were just talking about it earlier, that is out on DVD. Dan in Real Life, I never heard a good thing about it. Uh, Steve Carell, one of the same Steve Carell movies he's made over and over again. Uh, Hitman, also out on DVD. Oh, never a good idea to make movies out of video games, although I'm sure they're still working on Halo. So. Hitman would have been better if they'd have got stayed on the play as opposed to, to, I can't even think of Timothy Olfan? Yeah. O- fan. I just know him as the guy from Girl Next Door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nancy Drew, uh, for those of you into uh, sleuthing. Out 30 on, Days of Night is out now. Yeah, uh, Sleuth is out on uh, sleuthing. See, Sleuth also out on uh, DVD as well, Into the Wild. Uh, Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium, what a huge steaming pile that must have been, if it's out on DVD already. Things We Lost in the Fire, 101 Dalmatians Platinum Edition, and My Kid Could Paint That, all out on DVD. So, is, uh, as we run out of time here, uh, myspace.com slash impact happy hour. We are uh, on the web. And of course, uh, ooh, just taking a quick look at Nielsen Top 10, American Idol Tuesday and Wednesday never broke 29 million viewers, which is Big because they're always thirty plus. So hopefully this spells the end for American Idol. Dan in real life was actually pretty. It was okay. Yeah. I hate Dane Cook with a passion. I yes. think he's a no talent hack, whose only audience lives in frat houses. <laughs> um, but he actually did a good job in the movie he as. Did- the excited brother. He does a good job in waiting too, by the way. Yeah, waiting was a great movie. Yeah, Under the radar. <laughs> that's on uh, that's on Comedy Central this weekend too. By the way, if you have not seen Waiting, uh, it is a fantastic movie, especially if you have actually worked at a restaurant, because it's just like that. Uh, coming up a little later on this evening, from ten until two, the most evil hours of music on the air. It is the hours of power featuring Puke Pile and the Torture. I don't have anybody to go because Ian is there. You go, Puke Pile and the Torture, and then, of course, coming up next, two hours of local music. 
starring Natalie because Amanda's down in South by, so she is running solo. Maybe you can get her to play some of that uh, fantastic studio tone record I'm on. Uh, that is coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back in a greater number next week, although I like this intimate little three-person thing. You can also check out past episodes of the show online, uh, impact89fm.org. Go to the podcast section, and uh, along with this show, many other uh, editions of many other shows, uh, Sexposure, uh, the uh, Spartan Sports Wrap, it's all there, impact89fm.org. So until next week, thanks for listening. It's been a happy hour. It's on the future music, Impact 89FM.